Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to mini episode 288 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have three spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from March the 28th, 2023. And story number one comes from Olivia. I have always believed, not so much in ghosts, but in energy. I believe that similar to smells and sound, places and things retain energy that for whatever reason they can't let go of or that they release at certain times, and like an overlap of timelines, those energies present themselves like a living memory. Sometimes I'm a sceptic, sometimes I'm basically devout, returning to my very much resented Catholic boarding school experience, and the religious morality that went with it. I have a few stories from my time living in an old convent that I'll tell you if you'd like to hear them, but right now, at this very minute, I'm in an empty apartment, feeling like I'm trapped by the ghost or memory of a very angry old man. My mum has been living here for a while, renting the top floor apartment which has a beautiful but lonely view over a cliff. Many people have died accidentally or by suicide on that cliff, and it has a long, violent and sad history around the establishment of Sydney Town. My mum has been telling me that this apartment is haunted since she moved in and I've been brushing off the instances with increasingly annoyed scepticism. No mum, the guitar didn't play by itself last night, it was probably just temperature changes. Mum, I'm sure that plate didn't fly off the table, one of the kids mustn't have put it down flat. I'm really sorry the rabbit died, but there has to be a reason. Despite the fact that it was a healthy two-year-old fully vaccinated rabbit and even the vet couldn't explain it. That one in particular really upset the family. I don't really come to my mum's place much but she's moving out and I'm helping her get the last few things out and clean. I've been here alone for three hours. The place has felt overly quiet and uncomfortable but I just thought it was the fact that the place really needed a good clean and that made me feel that way. We've been letting the place ventilate as I've been using some harsh chemicals. But it wasn't until I closed the front door that I really felt scared. While I've been here, cupboard doors have slammed shut randomly and, admittedly, things have been falling off the table. There is a smell in the front room that I can't pinpoint and I can't get rid of it. It gets stronger the more I try to remove it. I want to vacuum, so I went to close the door so the sound didn't ring through the building. I closed the door and the smell hit me quite hard. I turned away from the door and took two steps and then heard a knock. A very distinct... I turned back, I opened the door, no one there. Again, 
I closed the door. I turned to walk away. Even louder now. The smell hits me again. I open the door. I walk away, stepping backwards and watching. Something doesn't want the door closed. I'll respect that. It's cool. But apparently I've still gone too far. The door slams shut of its own volition. There's no wind, but it's like it's caught in a wind tunnel. I feel like someone's holding me, wrapping arms around me, constricting. I lurch forward and open the door. I put a doorstop in front of it and run back to the living room. I feel fine here. I feel fine in the girls' bedroom, in my mum's room and the kitchen, but in those front rooms, the bathroom, my brother's room and the hallway, there is an energy and it's not happy. I don't want to acknowledge because it's angry and it wants me to acknowledge it, but I went to the other side of the apartment and out the balcony. I can't feel it here and I called my mum. She goes really quiet and she says, Are you okay? I assure her that I am and I apologise for dismissing what she has told me for the last couple of years. She goes on to explain that she thinks it's been affecting my brother. His mental health has taken a really bad dive. He rarely gets out of bed and he doesn't even go to school. She tells me she thinks it's been talking to him or affecting him in some way. She's been hearing a voice at night. The electrics have been playing up and anything that enters the apartment, be it a bug, pet rabbit or an olive tree, somehow dies. My brother has recently shut down completely and I can see why. It's his room that this thing is in. It's his room that's so close to the front door that this thing doesn't want closed. If it was that angry at me, it must be angry at him. I'm sure I'm okay, I'll go for a swim in the sea once I'm done here and I think the chaos and momentum of the ocean will confuse it if it chooses to attach to me. But I think I'll feel it and know if it does. So firstly, Olivia, are you okay? Did did the sea swim get rid of it, whatever it is? Is that the answer to all possession problems? Dunking people in the sea? Back in like Victorian times when seaside holidays started to become popular people started to recognise that you know swimming in the sea the water had beneficial properties etc etc and they had these big uh, big wagons that had like a beach hut on top of it so you were wheeled out into the ocean and it had steps that would go down into the water and then this woman who I think she was called a ducker used to come and like her job was to just grab you and duck you under the water Uh, First of all, what a job. Sign me up. Second of all, could we do that? But with possessions and people who think that they have spirits or entities attached to them. Is that all we need? And I'd be sceptical too, to a degree. Like if somebody's telling me stories, I'll respect their stories. I'll listen. But, you know, you do always try and give the sceptical reason for why something might have happened. Whether you're like, oh, you know, like the kids put the the plate on the table awkwardly that's why it fell off the table it didn't fly off the table it just fell off the table etc but it sounds like being in that house on your own has given you major spooky icky vibes and to be really frank I'm really glad for your sake and for your mum's sake and your sibling's sake that everybody's leaving that house hopefully I hope that since writing this in so that was back in March and it's now September I'm hoping that actually there have been big changes and everything is a little bit better and it sounds like the area that that flat is located in 
has a lot of negative energy and heightened emotions if there was a lot of violence and suicides off the cliffs that's a pretty pretty big deal so I'm glad that your mom is not there anymore Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A new year is full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. And story number two comes from Chrissy. I live inside the grounds of Pentridge Prison in Melbourne, Australia. The prison officially closed on the 1st of May in 1997 and then it stood still for many years. The grounds were then turned into apartment buildings. Make no mistake though, none of the prison was torn down as it is heritage listed. The apartments were built into the prison and more intimidatingly inside the prison walls, which still stand tall to this day. You want to know the scariest part? We live inside Hell Division. The prison is split up into multiple divisions and Hell Division is where the worst of the worst prisoners were sent the murderers, the serial killers, etc. And Hell Division is where the prisoners were hanged. Still to this day, I will never forget my first few nights sleeping inside the apartment I now call home. The first thing I would hear was men talking. Talking that sounded like it was right outside the bedroom. Their low, gruff voices felt so loud, I would have to put the pillow over my face to block them out. Those voices would then turn into walking, footsteps walking back and forth across the apartment all night long. Sometimes I would hear running as well, constant running back and forth across our floors, making all the same creaks that we make when we walk across the floor. The scariest things I would hear, though, were the screams, specifically women screaming, even though we weren't living in the women's division. It sounded like the screams that were carried by the men who murdered them. They sounded so close and yet so far away it would almost make me cry. I could feel the energy of the screams almost. Every time I would walk out to the lounge room at night just to see if something was in fact there. And nothing ever was. After a while I found that the voices started to stop. But then came the flashes. 
our backsplash in the kitchen is mirrored and on more than one occasion when I was in the apartment completely alone, I would see the flash of a man walking behind me in the mirror. No matter how quickly I turned around, I could never catch him. The entity itself never felt scary, but it was certainly unsettling to see flashes of someone behind me. The last mini-story is that our apartment looks onto the cells where the prisoners were hanged. In fact, the prison is the last place in Australia where a hanging took place. We can look directly down the corridor of the cells all the way to the back wall. Every so often at night, we see the light at the end of the corridor flash on and off for about 10 minutes. My partner and I go onto the balcony when this happens and we can't help but watch the corridor in case we see something. Now, it could be a trick of the eye or our imagination, but we have both seen at different times what looks like a man in a suit at the end of the corridor walking back and forth. Every time we note that we see him, the light turns off and we are no longer able to see the end of the corridor. Now, having lived in this apartment for almost two years, the voices and the visions have certainly become rare. Maybe because I feel comfortable here now, or maybe because their energy isn't as strong as when we first started living here. But whenever I think too long about the fact that I live inside a prison, I do a bit of a double take in my mind. I know that lots of people would look at living in a prison and be like, absolutely not. Or, you know, an old kind of asylums and stuff have been turned into apartment buildings, etc. Like one of my friends used to live in an old asylum in Chartham in Kent that had been turned into apartment buildings. You know, I, I get why people are like, I absolutely wouldn't live there, but I would live there. I don't like it wouldn't particularly bother me until, of course, I'm in the house and you hear all these muffled voices and you see flashes of a man of a man walking behind you, lights turning on and off, etc, etc. And screams, obviously. And I think if I was physically living in an apartment that used to be a prison or whatever other building it used to be and things like that started happening, I think I would be like, well, what what do you expect? This is an old prison. And I feel like prisons, hospitals, etc., they carry such energy forward with them. You know, and it's like the previous story said, whether or not ghosts are energy and it all gets caught up in the buildings and then released at certain times I don't know but I do think a lot of crazy energy must be trapped in prisons because you've got people who would be in there that would be terrified people who would be in there that would be angry beyond all reason people who were in there that were that had done awful hideous horrendous things and maybe carried that guilt with them or they had no guilt or remorse about it whatever the case may be There's a huge amount going on emotionally and in terms of the energy that people are giving off in a prison. And I think I'd be more surprised if there wasn't any sort of activity. I will say, Chrissy, like good on you for just being like, this is happening. We're going to take it in our stride. And uh, yep, been there for two years and we just accept that it is what it is because what else can you do? And story number three comes from Karen. My 83-year-old mother passed away on January the 31st of this year. I come from a large family who, I thought, had fairly sceptical views about all things paranormal. When me, my siblings, their spouses and kids gathered after her death, some very interesting stories emerged, and I would like to share a few with you. 
We were sitting around a large table after brunch and my father, also 83, casually mentioned that the night before he had seen my mother, his wife, in his room. We all looked at each other and not sure what to say. We all just nodded and acknowledged what he said happened. This got the ball rolling. My sister then said, Well, Dad, haven't you been seeing shadow people in your room for years? And he said that yes, he had. Anise shared that she hears voices in her ear in bed at night from time to time. My husband then told the group that his three sisters had independently confirmed as adults, after never sharing it before, that they had all seen the hat man in their childhood home, in the same room at different times. My sister-in-law told us that her son, my 21-year-old nephew with Down syndrome, came into her room late one night after a visit to the snack cabinet and said that there was a girl sitting in the chair in the living room with black hair and a white face. That gave me shivers. He has a small vocabulary and is known for being very honest, sometimes to a fault. My sister then said, Have I told you guys the Robert story? None of us had heard it and so she recounted what I am about to share. My brother-in-law was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in 1999 at 38. As his disease progressed, he became, understandably, very agitated and difficult to deal with. About 10 days before his passing, hospice care began at home. My sister continued to work part-time. The afternoon at work, a woman in the office who was a self-proclaimed medium came into my sister's office, shut the door and asked for a word. She told my sister that she needed something owned by Robert. My sister asked why and the woman told her that she could not say yet, but that it was important and continued to push. My sister took off a necklace of her husband's that she happened to be wearing that day. The medium turned around, left and came back an hour later again asking for a word. I don't want to freak you out or upset you, she said, but there is someone with Robert right now. It is a family member, but not someone that Robert has ever met. The name begins with an M, but I can't place the full name. The family member has come to offer comfort and support as Robert is going to transition soon. That afternoon when my sister arrived home, her husband seemed very agitated and so she thought she would get him out of the house to run an errand for a change of scenery. They got into the car and pulled away from the house and almost at the same time they both said, I need to talk to you about something. My sister told Robert to go first and he said, You need to call the home nursing company and tell them that I don't want the nurse they sent today to ever come back. She was so weird. She just came in, dressed all strange in some big floppy hat and she didn't do anything. She just sat at the end of the bed and stared at me. She didn't do a damn thing and is a total waste of money. My sister went on to recount to him the exchange she had with her co-worker earlier that day. She asked him to be more specific about what she looked like and in their conversation my sister was able to determine the visitor was dressed like someone likely from the early 1900s. After they returned home they called Robert's mother and asked if there were any relatives that she knew of whom fit this description. Robert's mother explained that he had a great aunt Margaret who was known to be eccentric, kind and funny and was also known for her floppy hats. Robert passed away a little over a week later. That is wild. I do think, though, going back to the beginning of your story, when people are going through a difficult time, they tend to all come together and tell stories. 
And in a way, those moments are beautiful when people come together and they tell stories about whether it's about a person who has passed or whether it's about strange things that have happened, whatever it is. As we've seen on the podcast, it seems to be relatively commonplace for loved ones who have passed from even generations gone by to come forward to collect people when it's their time to go or to look after them or to just comfort them when it's their time to go for whatever reason that that happens. Let me tell you though, I don't know how I'd feel about the medium coming in and being like, listen, your your husband's going to transition. <laughs> I'd be a bit like, keep that to yourself, please. I'm aware it's going to happen, but uh, keep it yourself. Thanks very much. Three fabulous stories today. Thank you so much to Olivia, Chrissy and Karen for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from March the 28th, 2023. And if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.